Hey guys, welcome back to the Adventure Girl Podcast. We are your hosts, Deanna and Michelle. And we've got a special edition here of our favorite things because, well, we had technical difficulties last week and lost our entire podcast. Mm, I know. Oops. We were sad. We were super sad too. So if you aren't following our IG, well, you are missing out then because we have a Sorry Our Technology Sucked giveaway going. So go ahead and multitask and check it out while you give this special edition a listen. So what we've got for you today is a rapid fire collection of our faves, our tips and tricks regarding all things hiking. So, all right, let's dive in. All right, let's all right, get it let's going. Go. All right, so let's just, uh, how we can set this up. You go, I go, you go, I go, boom. You have some sample questions. I know you can add your own. And let's just give our listeners our face. All right. All right. Diana, favorite way to find a trail. Okay. Um, so my favorite way is probably to check out all trails. Um, you can find all trails online. Pretty sure it's alltrails.com. Uh, they also have an app on your phone, which is super useful as well. Uh, basically it's like a Yelp for, uh, trails. You can find trails via map. You can look at people's reviews, pictures, ratings, things like that. So, um, definitely super helpful to find trails. Um, but also to kind of figure out if it's right for you, right for the adventure you want for that day. If it's dog friendly, if it's heavily trafficked, if it's super uphill, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And the nice thing is it also has maps. Uh, I use the free version. So I usually just screenshot the like trail map. So I have something available if I need it. Uh, and you know, I get to keep it with me just in case. I second all her all trails things. Um, and the second question we have that goes with this is a, what do you look for when selecting a trail? So I'm going to take that because I'm going to piggyback on what D said there. And, What's great about all trails is you can read the reviews. So not only do they have a written description about the trail, people review it. And you're going to see my, if you're in Arizona, you will see my name a lot because I review every trail. But what I would look for, I'm going to give you guys some tips for newbies. This is straight newbies or those with dogs. Look for things that are well-marked, highly trafficked. If you are a newbie hiker and you're afraid of, say, you know, being out there all by yourself, highly trafficked and well-marked means you're going to be able to see where you're going at all times and there's going to be other people there. If you have dogs and you're an, you're a, an accomplished hiker, definitely look for the, we only saw one pe- person the whole day in the review. Those are my favorites because that means I can get some off-leash time. <laughs> Right. It's our favorite. You know, we can pop the dogs off leash, but always, always obey leash laws. And if you have the ability to have them off leash, make sure you're not annoying all the other hikers, people. Come on. Um, So that is personally what I tend to look for is even as an accomplished hiker, I do like well-marked because if I'm going on a long hike, you know, say 10, 11, 12 miles, I don't want to be bushwhacking by myself with my dog for 10 to 12 miles. So I always look for well-marked. But I look for the ones where they say, I didn't see a soul all day. Yeah. And the, the good as well will be like, it'll tell you if you can get 
actually, because there's a lot of trails, especially out yeah. here in Arizona, that require you to have like a four wheel drive or a high clearance vehicle to actually Absolutely. get to the trailhead. Uh, and sometimes you don't see that if you just look at a map, like a regular map online or whatever. So it just kind of gives you the heads up to make sure you're prepared in a couple different ways before. And they, they have lots of pictures. So you can see if it's a hike that yeah. you, you know, if it's a long hike and you're like, is the end really worth it? You can see. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, let's very be true. Real. So you got to have something to look at for hiking. Uh, you know. Do it for the Instagram. You do it for the gram. Always for the gram. All right. Favorite backpack. Okay. Um, so I'm really big on the Osprey backpacks. I absolutely love it. I have like three for different types of hiking. And then I actually have one for travel. Um, it is a 24 liter um, Cirrus or Sirius. I don't know exactly how I said. 24 liter um, specially made for women. Uh, there's a male version of it as well. And I actually have that one for Nick, my husband. Um, what I like about them is they're just very um, user-friendly. So there's a lot of different compartments. Um, they're made very well in a way that like fit you well as well. So for me, I like having a lot of the weight on my hips. So even with a 24 liter pack, there's like a really nice, um, you know, hip like wrap you around thingy that uh lets you kind of love um and then the other thing that i love about the packs is i have like ridiculous warranties on them so uh it's it's kind of like a lifetime purchase so they're a little bit expensive but if you kind of look out for discounts you can usually find something on like backcountry or rei or amazon um depending on if it's like last season's color or something Sometimes you'll find good deals there. Um, but that's my go-to for like day hikes. Um, and basically like any Osprey bag, I would recommend. It's just kind of what you want uh, in terms of like fit and features really. Yeah, so for me, I have an Osprey and then I also have, so my two favorites out of my packs are my Osprey and my Nathan vest. My Nathan vest, I use more for when I'm out jogging, running, bouncing around because it fits like really tight to my body. But it only has room for about two liters water plus another like 16 ounces in bottles. So for anything over about six miles for Feeney and I, that's not enough water. So I have an Osprey day pack, but mine has a frame in it. Um, I am a sweater. <laughs> I sweat a lot. Mine does too. Um, I love that. I love that as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Yes. So I, love, I that. love the frame and what the frame does. It's not like your overnight backpacking frame. It's just an aerated that gets the back, the pack, like the back, the backpack. There we go. Off your back. Um, and I'm the same. I like most of my weight on my hips, especially because when I'm using that pack, I'm generally over six miles. So I typically have about four liters of water plus another bottle with me. So I have two hydration packs plus a bottle plus food plus an emergency kit. And it can be like 20-ish pounds when I'm starting out. So, you know, coming down is easier because the water's almost gone. Um, but I like the weight on my hips. And I highly, highly suggest, even if you don't buy it at some place like REI, go get fitted at some place like REI. Yeah. Because I went on a totally different size than what I would have thought to get it to fit my shoulders because I have really narrow shoulders. 
and I was going at the hip and he's like, no, 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 no. You got to fit it at your shoulders. I ended up actually getting mine at REI because they had a sale and then they have the special like REI member rewards and they were doubling those. So I ended up getting like a bunch of Yeti stuff for free. So sometimes you can't get really good deals, but I do suggest if you're going to invest in an Osprey like Daypack or any other brand, get it fitted because your body will love you and you'll love hiking more if your back doesn't hurt. Yeah. I think that's just a general. <laughs> and I think this is something that'll go in for, to probably my next question to you, Michelle, um, is like just getting what fits right and feels right and going somewhere like REI, you can really get like good help with that. Um, I've done that in different stores as well. Like making sure you get the right fit. Um, I've recently started shopping a lot more at REI for that reason as well. Like I go there because I thought everything was expensive, but it's like, okay, now I'm my, like outdoor adventuring that I'm starting to kind of invest in things. Yeah. And when you're investing, you really want to make sure it's the right thing for you. So Absolutely. Um, that in mind, we both like Osprey packs and, and Michelle likes her Nathan, but definitely like go check them out. Try what fits best for you. Wander around the store, look like an idiot. We all do when we do that. So, um, yeah, oh, no, I don't <laughs> good idea. I look any more of an idiot of when I tested out my sleeping pads and I literally had every sleeping pad that they have on display <laughs> on the floor. And I was just rolling from one to another I'm pretty sure the salesperson took pictures of me, but I got my sleeping pad that I wanted. So Perfect. do what you got to do to get the thing that works for you. You know, don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Cause at the end of the day, you're the one carrying the pack. And I am so happy that I took the time to get the right fit because I don't even think about my pack when it's on my back, you know, which is how it should be. So aside from packs, one other thing that I think is really important is hiking shoes. Do you have like a favorite brand or kind of one that you keep going back to? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have two again, because I do two different trail activities. So my running, my trail running shoes are Saucony Peregrines. And sometimes I will wear those on shorter hikes because they are super flexible yet grippy. Um, and that is one thing in desert trails the rocks are so loose and scrambly to have a shoe that's really grippy helps in that terrain. When I'm hiking up in Flagstaff where it's more packed dirt and trees and I don't need that like crazy grip that I do down in the desert. I love my Merrells and I cannot think of the actual name of the Merrell, but they're the shoes. They're not the hiking boots. I have really hard to fit feet and I've not found a pair of boots that work yet but my Merrell shoes they come up higher and protect the ankle which is a, a lot of issues that people have at least maybe I'm the only klutz who does and I twist my ankle a lot hiking um so I do Merrell and then the Saucony Peregrines I've had I'm probably on the third pair of each shoe third or fourth pair of each shoe so uh, and that's a lot of hiking. Well, only the second on the, the Merrells, I wear them less, um, but probably the third or fourth on the Sauconies. So I know you're a, so are you a Solomon girl? That was you? Yeah. Name? Yeah. So it definitely, okay. yeah, it took a lot of like trial and error for me to find what I like. Um, but I, I kind of have to between, but um, Solomon pair I have are like new favorite thing ever. Um, 
I do like the ankle support. So I usually go for um, boot ankle support in them. Um, for me, I wanted like really good grip. Um, and I also wanted waterproof, but light. So that's something I was able to find um, with them and got a really good fit. I'm really happy with the boots that I have right now. Um, but it, again, it's like one of those things that you really want to go in the store and try them. I, I actually just like on the horrible because I bought them online after looking into a bunch of reviews. Um, but I got them somewhere that I could return them if I was unhappy with them. Um, so I, I gave them a try and I've just been really, really happy with that. Uh, I feel like I get the support I need and, and they're nice and lightweight. Um, and the, I tested out the waterproofness, which was really just like walking through a bunch of water. So, and you know, <laughs> um, for me, yeah. And I'm this, Go so ahead, I sorry. actually got mine off of Amazon, so I'm just as bad, but I think I read every review on the Merrill's, the Sauconies I got fitted for at a running store, but, um, the Merrill's, yeah, I, I had like super cheap, like rebought hiking shoes when I first started and I kept twisting my ankle and so I needed some sort of ankle support and like you I was looking for like a stiffer shoe with good traction um waterproof I would say mine are more water resistant even though they're supposed to be waterproof but it actually they dry super quick so it works um and I read the gazillion reviews on these Merrells and everybody said, even though they're not a boot, they fit like a boot and it's true. So I wear size five and a half and that's really hard to find a boot that like fits my five and a half foot, but my bigger calf. So I have just a weird, yeah. So you got to find what works for you, but I'm, I'm the bad example too. And I Amazon them, but Amazon you can return. So <laughs> You know. Yeah, well, and that's a good, I think that's a good tip because the one thing I've found as well, if there's a sale going on, um, let's say, on, like hiking boots uh, online for some some of the more like outdoorsy stores, Amazon usually follows suit sure. or all the stores follow suit. So if if you know the eggplant backpack is sent off on backcountry it's probably also 25% off on Amazon and at REI online. So shop around um, and then shop where it suits you best because that's a really good way to like save money as well. Exactly. Um, and you know, there's lots of like add-on apps like Honey and things like that that help you find a good deal. I use that. Um, and like if you're on Amazon, it's an add-on like on your web browser and it'll show you where it is at like places like REI and price-wise. So there's lots of ways to save money as long as you can return them if you're buying them online, just so that y'all don't get mad that yeah. you buy things online and don't like them. <laughs> don't no, that's, listen that's really to good. us. <laughs> we are the bad listen examples of shoes. Do what we do. <laughs> yes, listen do what to I us, but don't do what we do. Uh, no, I mean, I think shoes, like, most of the, us adults know what our feet need. Um, and I think it's a little bit of trial and error for the soles of the shoes and your terrain. Um, it took me a little bit to find the, the right shoes for the right terrain here because we do have such varying terrain. Um, so, yeah. and you don't always know that even in a store, you know, you're, you're not going to know it till you get out and put some miles on them. Um, exactly. So, do you have, I, I, 
I know that Tula doesn't generally wear them, but what brand shoes do you have for Tula? Does does she wear shoes hiking? Does she not wear okay. shoes hiking? Yeah. So Tula, like, is possible all the time. <laughs> um, and that includes shoes. So we only really wear booties, or she only wears booties summer here and it's just too hot for her to be walking around like outdoors and by too hot it's like by 10 it's like a million degrees already and we're just getting out of like breakfast or the farmer's market or something um we just don't hike in that kind of weather out here anyways we'll go up north where she can actually like enjoy her life um but yeah i i actually ended up buying a i don't even know the name brand quite honestly like I went on Chewy to see what some of the cheaper high ones were um, just because smart. we don't use them for hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't use them for hiking. Like I didn't want to invest a bunch of money in it. Um, but I did need the ones that had like the Velcro, Velcro strap on the top for her because she just flails around when she first gets them on <laughs> and she can take them off. If, she just, if they're not like really secure on there. Um, yeah, but when we're hiking and stuff, she's just barefoot, Nikki, um, you know, but we still have a pair just in case um, she needs them in the summertime here. But I use them a lot for Phoenix, right? Yeah, so Fiend, uh wears his quite a bit. Um, he has really sensitive paw pads, and when we do peaks like Kendrick Peak or Elgin or up north where it can be sometimes, you know, 14 miles and the train goes from grass to rocks um, and he might have the chance to be off leash. He runs back and forth and he tears up his feet pretty quick. And I know people say, oh, let him tough him up. But then he has an obsessive compulsive issue with licking and it just it becomes a huge problem. So he does wear them quite a bit at the end of hikes and the only ones that have ever worked for my dogs are called dog mocks that's literally their name dog moccasins they're leather booties they come in packs of two so you have to buy two packs to get the four but they are all leather and they just simply tie and they are like genuinely the only things that stay on his feet they look pretty rough for wear because of how kamikaze he is but nothing is punctured through like they just wear at the bottom um but yeah he generally doesn't start out with them but he ends up usually in them and then obviously yes for hot weather he wears them as well and then sometimes just when we're hiking in places with lots of choya because he is a choya magnet an absolute (laughs) magnet so um yeah he wears his a lot dog moccasins they're fantastic i have eight of them total because obviously chunkas um but they're all floating around in various backpacks as precautionary as well because if you know he tears a pad or something on a hike i can put stiffic powder on it bandage it up and put a shoe on and we can go on our way versus him being in pain the whole time so we generally have them with us and we love them so speaking of things you take on your hikes with you uh, can you give us like a rapid fire list of some of the things that you would take like on a normal, let's say just a couple mile day hike that you were doing with me? Yep. Yep. Um, usually about two to three liters of water. If it's just a small day hike, um, always have snacks. So he has 
his rough bar epic power or his I don't know why where epic came from <laughs> I have no idea where epic just came from it's not an epic power bar but the rough bar power bar which is just like a nutrition bar for dogs I have um, generally one of the gluten-free Stroopin waffles from the energy, the bang or not the bang energy that I am just all over the place. People, I don't even know Hot what mess. I'm saying right now. Okay, love um, the bee stinger <laughs> people, the stinger people, whatever oh, that yeah. Stroopin waffle is from them. The energy Thank you. People. <laughs> yes. I have one of those in there. Um, I have, so each one of my bags represents like a different length of hike pretty much. And I have, different medical kits for different levels of hikes and I know that sounds weird but if I'm going on only a couple mile hike I know that there's most likely going to be people nearby and so I don't have as full of a kit as say I would where I know I'm going back country and people aren't going to be around so I have a smaller kit um, that I always add stipic powder to which for those who don't know what that is stipic powder is a powder that stops bleeding Highly, highly suggest it's in a small, like, circular tub, and you can fit it in anything. It has saved Feeny so – it has saved me a few times, too. I've had to use it so many times with, like, super bloody cuts. Um, I think it could save a life. Stipic powder, and then I always have a bottle of liquid Benadryl um, for dangerous things like rattlesnake bites or even bee stings or just an allergy that's always in my kit because we do live in the desert where there are lots of things that are poisonous. Um, I have in my back, all of my backpacks have a card in them that say in case of emergency, I have a dog and his name and who to call if something happens to me. Um, it's in my wallet too. So it, Actually, I can't even steal that. I got that from somebody I hiked with that I thought it was the most amazing idea. It's similar to like a medical bracelet, but like if I go down and, you know, somebody finds me, like I need to know that my dog is either being looked for or if he's with me, like they can call somebody to get him, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that and then I always have some sort of way to keep myself safe I won't divulge what I carry um if I'm in bear country I always have bear spray um but I also have something on me to keep me safe um and then the booties and generally sour candy we're gonna go right into my favorite snacks here I don't like um yeah I don't like anything like sour patch kids unless I'm hiking and then all I want is sour patch kids. It's really strange. So yeah. those are generally in my bag. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I guess I'm on the opposite end of this comes to snacks and maybe a couple other things. But for us, we usually water is important, right? So water is definitely one of the main things that we pack up and make sure we have enough of, um, especially out here because it gets so hot so fast. You just really want to make sure you have enough water. Um when I have Tula, I always have like a toy of hers. Um, make sure it floats if you're going somewhere with yes. water. Found it out the hard way. Um, I always usually carry like an extra leash and an extra collar just in case too, um, just to have those on hand. 
uh, always have some treats for her. Um, I also carry in a, a little like emergency kit. Um, and I usually just always have that packed in the bottom of my bag. It also has Benadryl and a couple other things. A uh, pair of tweezers for those of you who are in the mm-hmm. desert. Get pokey things. You or your dog. Those are the um, only thing that I have used in my emergency kit. How funny is that? Yeah. Like in all three of my emergency kits, the only thing that I have pulled out are the tweezers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knock and on so, wood, yay, yay for that. Perfect. Yeah. The the one thing that um I thought about from someone else was for Tula in my little emergency kit. I also keep a cloth muzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God forbid it happen. Uh, she's not going to be super compliant with a bunch of random people touching her and grabbing on her if I have to carry her. Um, So it's super compact. I think I got it for like 10 or 12 bucks from Chewy as well. But it's just something that says like, all right, in case of emergency that will let me have other people be able to like um, without her like panicking and trying to like snip at people. Well, or anything. even if she gets um, injured, that's great to have because like even sometimes yeah, if a choya yeah. gets like super dug down into a foot, that's hard to manage yeah. those tweezers and keep your dog, you know, not trying to take your hand off because they're in pain um, or your hand Definitely. off. So no, that's actually really smart, uh, a really smart add-on. And then I think for my snack, I cliff bars um i really love their peanut butter chocolate chip ones so i usually okay. go for that but your fun <laughs> snack, not your cliff bar come on like i share my fun snack like i get million calories in that thing so i it's like a peanut <laughs> butter chocolate bar so so i, I always like on my longer hikes i have like actual nutrition as well as but I have no idea what it is about like the Sour Patch Kids and hiking with me. I don't like them any other time. Yeah, I don't like I don't like candy in general. Like I'm a chocolate girl and chocolate melt. So, yeah, unfortunately, so, I can't. Really like all right, chocolate. I will share something with you because you might not even know this about me. When I do my big hikes um, and I like conquer something that I really want to conquer, do you know what my celebratory snack is? Do you take a frozen Snickers bar and a uh, Coke? I do. You know yes. me so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that for a second. And I was like, oh, I think she freezes the Snickers. Uh-huh. So that is how you get away Smart. with the chocolate melting. When you said that, I was like, oh, does she know my secret? Um, yeah, that That's is. Smart. I don't smart. eat either one of those things. Actually, all three of my like guilty snacking hiking pleasures I would not touch on a regular basis. I have no idea what it is. Like so I, I've heard Snickers hiking? bars. Yeah, I've heard Snickers bars and Coke also do really well for people who are like seasick. So just as an FYI. So Coke So that's interesting because Coke is the only thing that helps my altitude sickness. Okay. So when I'm hiking at elevation, I struggle a lot with altitude sickness. And if I'm about halfway up and before I get like bad, if I stop and drink, and I like pack those like mini hundred cans of Coke, your hundred calorie cans of Coke, you know, like the tiny ones. And if I drink that, it's like my altitude sickness goes away. So that's kind of crazy. It must be like that excessive amount of caffeine that like and sugar. <laughs> sugar, carbonation. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that, you that know, is not feeling my effects. regular diet. That is not my regular diet. So that's really funny because you eat the cliff bars all the time, but I just go like straight out of my random total comfort zone and just go straight. I don't know what I'm even saying anymore, people, but I just go straight to the crazy, um, which isn't, isn't me, but yeah. So frozen Snickers and can of Coke, I'm telling you people, it's the best hiking snack ever. And, uh, you know, in those pouches in your Osprey pack, one side can have dog treats. The other side can have Sour Patch Kids. It works out beautifully. Or frozen (laughs) mini Snickers. Or frozen mini Snickers. (laughs) See, I've got you on the frozen Snicker train now. Um, All right. We'll give it a try next time. So I want to throw this question in here because I actually got uh, this question from an Instagram user. And I thought it would be cool to discuss. Um, I think you and I are going to be right on the same page with how we answer it. But I got the question of how long of a hike is too long for a dog? Um, yeah, so that's a really good question. So I have not, you know, I guess for being an adventure girl, I don't actually, I'm not like a crazy, crazy adventure. Um, so I haven't done any super crazy long hikes with Tula. And like for me, super crazy is basically anything over like eight miles because I just have really bad knees. So I can't really manage it. Um, the thing to note with hiking with dogs is especially if you have them off leash, they're probably doubling your miles. Yep. And that's based off of, I, I got Tula a tracker, like a whistle tracker. And um, I've, I've kind of compared her mileage to my mileage before. And it's usually like, depending on the hike, it's like 60 to 100% more than what I've hiked. So I think it's, and I think it depends on the dog a little yeah. bit too. Um, kind of want to figure out what their comfort zone and are. And especially if you're hiking with like asking them to carry stuff too, if they have their own little backpack, um, you know, Tula is pretty comfortable doing five, six, seven miles. Um, but you can kind of tell when they start to get tired, um, they'll kind of, be panting a little bit more and, you know, want to stop and take a break. So you definitely have to listen to them. Um, so from that perspective, I guess I haven't really pushed her limits just because I, I tend not to do anything too crazy. Um, so maybe that's not a great answer, but I definitely, you know, you just want to keep in mind that they're doing a lot more than you are. So you need to, to hone in on like what they're doing and, and when they're, getting done you know absolutely I 100% agree and I I knew we were going to I'm going to share just kind of how I did it with Chunka because when I moved out here Chunka was an overweight eight-year-old chow lab mix with a ton of fur in the Arizona desert like that is the epitome of what dogs shouldn't be hiking in Arizona um so the max I have gone with my dogs um, both of them is just over 14 miles I have not done more than that because I do not know how to carry enough water for more than that. Um, (laughs) Quite frankly, like I've got a 20 miler that is on my list and I've got to figure out how to do this water situation so that I can get that in. Anyways, I digress. Um, How I did it with Chunka is I did it like I would do an out of shape human or i.e. me at the time or a kid. Um, You take it slow you aren't out there to win a race. You're just out there to enjoy the desert. 
you pay attention, shade seeking is a sure sign that your dog is too hot, turn around. And by shade seeking, I mean they're finding anything to lay under and laying down. A dog out in the world enjoying a hike isn't going to want to lay down unless something's going on. They're too hot. They're too tired. Turn around, get them out of there, cool them down. Um, so, yeah, I, I literally treated it at, like I conditioned a human. We went out for one mile, yeah. then two miles, then three miles, then five miles, then six miles. And then once the heat came, we went up north and we added some miles. And dogs can also get altitude sickness. So pay attention for them doing really stupid things like not walking in a straight line and kind of acting dizzy um, because they can ha- suffer the effects as well. And they're the same exact effects almost as a human. So pay attention to those. But truly just condition them like you would condition yourself or a young child or an out-of-shape human um, and, and I think when you have dogs, you have to, just like when you have a child, you have to put their needs before your needs. They cannot tell you that they can't do it anymore. And because typically dogs want to please you, they're going to keep doing it. So pay, just pay attention. You know, your dog, um, you know, yeah, exactly. You, you know, your dog. So yep. I think it's honestly, I don't think there is a too long. I don't, I don't think there is a cap. for all dogs I think there's a cap for your dog and I think you have to figure that out Feeney's right now off leash his cap is about 14 miles because you made like a really great point my 14 miles he does about 20 to 25 miles um if I don't mitigate his off leash you know if I'm going to do a 20 miler he's probably going to be on leash most of the time so that I can control his extra activity Um, so that is an amazing point. Like, yeah, you might be going for a four miler and if your dog can only do four miles, keep your dog on a leash. Um, that way you can kind of control or just keep them near you. Um, that way you can control like the running ahead, running back, running ahead. So I don't think a too long is, you know, I would, I, I know lots of dogs and stories that they hike these crazy miles with their ultra athlete owners. Um, but they've oh, yeah. been conditioned, you know, their whole life to do so. So um, I think no matter what, just pay attention. Just be out there to have fun. That's what it's about is having fun, you know. So yeah, right. I think you made the point of like just condition with your dog, you know. And then just like you are going to get tired on a hot day or walking through snow or climbing stuff, it's the same for them. So exactly. just use reason, you know. Yep how you're feeling too you know and enjoy the ride if it's a hot day and there's a cool stream let your dog go play in it don't worry about your time just go enjoy that's, oh, yeah. that's like my number one tip with Can dogs, also go is just go enjoy you know like just enjoy your time with them so to wrap up let's both share what is a hike you haven't conquered that you want to okay so you might have the same one as me but i've had this on my list for a long time um, it's the highest peak in Arizona, uh, Mount Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Flagstaff. It's a beast of a hike from what I understand. Mostly uphill, all uphill. Um, pretty long. And I'm definitely not in the kind of shape to do it, um, especially with my knees. So, I do those like, you know, 
picturesque. If you live in Arizona, you know, 50 things on your bucket list kind of thing. So that's probably at this point, um, one of my hikes that I really want to do, um, there. And, um, it, this is a little bit different because it's actual backpacking hike, um, the Havasupai Falls. I'm sure mm. everyone's seen it on Instagram. Yes. The Teal Waterfall, if you don't know it by name, the Teal Waterfall in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, but it's 12 miles, what I understand. Um, And when I do it, I would like to do it all my own. You can have, like, your bag choppered down, or you can have it um, carried down by uh, animals, but... For me, like, I think a part of conquering that is like doing all of it myself. Um, So, yeah, I want to be in good enough shape to do that and uh, hopefully get to a point where my knees are able to handle that as well. So, like, the two, I think countries is more manageable for me to get it done on the short term. And then, um, you know, the Havasupai Falls hike is on my like longer term uh, checkbox. Want to do Get on that phone call. (laughs) Just you got it. If you don't know, if people who aren't from Arizona, it is a lottery system to get down there. And you have to pretty much just hang up and call, hang up and call the day of to get. So um, all online now. There's no calling. Oh, it's what? What did you say? It's all online now. There's no calling. See, look, I I only tried it when there was phone calls. Um, I do know the online system. There was an online system two years ago when I tried to get one. Um, and it kept crashing. <laughs> so that's maybe why we were phone calling is because the online was crashing. I do remember that now. That was like two years ago. Yeah, I think I think all the passes last year sold out in like 30 yeah, minutes or something. super quick. Yeah. Exactly. Which is crazy. <laughs> but-, but no, those are two great hikes. Um, I did probably half to three quarters of Humphreys, but had a weather issue. Um, anytime you're climbing peaks in Arizona and you're slower, you do run into the problem of monsoon season towards about the time of year that you can climb Humphreys in good weather. Um, You run into monsoon season, and I was going to be up there during lightning and thunder, and that's not exactly safe, so I turned around. And that's another, I think, key tip is don't push your luck with weather. Um, Yeah. I don't know that I, being 100% honest, because I'm not going to kid y'all, I don't know that I would have made it to the top anyways. I was struggle bussing. Um, altitude, <laughs> altitude, like I said, really yeah. gets to me. Humphreys in particular, that area, those hikes even around like the base of where you start the hike get me. So I don't know that I would have made it. Um, it's on my list. I don't know that it's like super high up there because of how busy it is. Um One that I will conquer this year. Look at me. I am being like so positive. So doing positive. Get it. Um, I failed it once. And last year I didn't get a chance to try it. was the Alpine Lakes in Ure, Colorado. Um, Again, you start at like 10,100 feet elevation, which I have trouble breathing in even that. (laughs) So I have been doing training pretty much year round, trying to increase my VO2 max down here in not at sea level, basically, so that I'm more efficient at uh, using my oxygen when I don't have as much. So I will. VO2 max. Is that like your 
maximum body oxygen level or something? Yeah. So basically it's how well you, you use um, oxygen. So the higher it is, the better you can use oxygen. So if at sea level you are performing really high, that means when you have less oxygen, your system's so good at functioning and processing that more than likely you're going to perform better at altitude. Basically, that's very broke, like plain, simple science. Sorry, I was like acronyms. Aye, no, aye, no, aye. You are, you are good. No, thank you for asking that because sometimes I say words that I forget, you know, other people might not know. Um, the PT and me just kind of blurbs things. Um, but so the Alpine Lakes, I will be doing with Feeney this year. Um, I think it's 16 miles total to do the two lakes at not only at altitude, like at 10,000 feet, but you gain like 2,000 feet. So <laughs> not the easiest Ooh. of hikes. Um, yeah, but nope. I, I have been preparing for like, like I said, the first year I tried and I couldn't do it. Um, last year, I just wasn't there long enough. Um, so I've been preparing for like a year and a half um, to get time, both time on feet and better, better oxygenated, I guess. I need more oxygen, people. I'm not even speaking in technical terms here. Um, but no, so that's like my big hike out of state that I'm actually training for that I cannot wait to do. Um, but I do want to say one thing before like we totally wrap up with questions because you mentioned your knees and I would say that is definitely something that I hear a lot of people talk about, like their knees going downhill, uphill. And I, I wanted yeah. to share my recent find um, because like I said, I'm a klutz and I twist my ankle a lot hiking. Um, and I started using trekking poles this past year. Yes. And yeah. I love them. I thought I would hate them because I hate carrying extra things, but they have saved me from falling when I'm climbing. They have saved me from falling when I'm coming down, like mainly when I'm coming down. Cause that's when like my legs start to go wobbly is when I'm coming down something really steep. Um, so you have, cause you hiked with me with one, didn't you have one? Do you, do you hike with them? Often? Yeah, no, I have okay. two. Um, so I have two, I think I was hiking with one just to like when I was going downhill the good thing about it is you can use it to help take a little bit of the impact off your knees. Um, so I was using one. I wanted to be able to put two logs together and not have to worry about handling yeah. two poles. So, yeah. but I would agree. They're very helpful. It takes a little bit of getting used to exactly. like yeah, they how long you want them, what kind you want. But um, I had was just like looking through. Yep, just hang off the side of my backpack. So yeah. I'm going to do something special. I hadn't planned on this, but what I'm going to do uh, by the time this launches, we're going to share our favorite items, uh, hiking items that with Amazon or from Amazon on our Instagram. And I'll create a special blog post on my website that has links to everything. So you guys can see exactly Ooh. what we've bought, what we like, read the reviews kind of get a feel um we might even include maybe some of our cheaper versions of gear that we use to start with that is kind of like hey if you're new to hiking this stuff might not be so bad um so we'll share that as just kind of a special extra because i think sometimes it helps to see 
what other people like and have. And if you definitely have any questions on any of those items, feel free to ping us on our Instagram and we're happy to answer. We're happy to help uh, you find gear or even hikes. If you're in Arizona and you have a question on hikes, I did the 52 hike challenge two years in a row. So I have done a lot of Arizona hikes. Uh, Dee has done a lot of Arizona hikes. So most likely we have done it. And we're happy to give you tips and tricks on it or happy just to tell you what we thought about it. Um, And if you have a hike that you think we should do, tell us that one as well. Because we always like finding new things to do. If you think you have gear that we should try, we would love to try it. If you have trail snacks that you think we should try, we would love Mm, to try them. (laughs) We like trail snacks. I like food. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, not just trail snacks. We like food. So... I I hope this episode and I hope the posts that we're going to do are going to help you out to either start your hiking journey, make your hiking journey better, renew your passion in hiking, the joy of hiking. Actually, it's really kind of more of the joy of, oh, I'm done and I just accomplished that. But we will call it the (laughs) joy of hiking. And as always, if you have any questions, send us a message over on Instagram. We love to hear from you. We Thank you. We thank you for your patience with our technical difficulties. Don't forget to join our giveaway, which has pieces for both human and dog. And doggo. And doggo. So we can't wait to see you over on Instagram. And we will have a second episode. Well, this episode, I don't know when. I'm, I'm probably putting it out tomorrow or Sunday. And then we'll have our regular scheduled Tuesday. This is a special edition. Special. Special edition. Rapid fire 46 minute long. <laughs> All of our rapid fire tips. really long <laughs> hey we didn't oh, say it we both short. like to we talk i don't know if you noticed that yeah. yet but we're both talkers we just said it was rapid fire <laughs> we didn't say it was short right we just talked faster <laughs> we, yeah exactly yeah so we could get more talking in awesome guys thank you so so much for hanging out with us we love you we appreciate you and we will see you next time toodles <laughs>